Hello, everybody. I am Jake, and with me is Nick and Ezra, and this is a podcast hello. we like to call... I mean, you can say hello, it's fine. This is a podcast we like to call the Super Nerdcasters. <sighs> did you really just burp live on podcast, Ezra? Yes, I did. Alright, that's fair. So, a little introduction. <laughs> a little introduction. Um, we are the super nerdcasters, and like I said, I'm Jake. Nick, say hi. Hello. And then Ezra, he just burped earlier. Hi. Yeah. So, this podcast, we're going to be talking about video game things, card game things, movie things, all just kind of in one. Our first episode that we present to you today are characters in general that we think are the strongest but before we get into that a word from our sponsor no i'm just kidding we're gonna talk about ourselves so i'm jake i'm 21 my social security number is 69 72 40 40 40 and yeah that's me now i you know live the typical life i work at a target somewhere in this world i don't really have much exciting things i do but besides being a nerd and we all decided to start this podcast so let's start with the next introduction ezra tell us about yourself i i'm ezra i'm also 21 i've known jake quite a while um i work at a kroger and i am also a nerd isn't that a surprise? Congratulations. Wow, that was a great introduction. I'm pretty sure you're everyone's favorite. Nick, your turn. Hi, I'm Nick. Uh, I like long walks on the beach, and my favorite color is blue. And um, I have a uh, lot of money that I do absolutely nothing with in this world that I call nerdy. So there you have it. We all introduced ourselves. All right, let's start with the topic. So today's topic, I guess that was a pretty good introduction. I mean, anyone else want to talk about yourselves? Do we have anything to talk about about ourselves that people care about? I guess we could go in a bit into like what specifically nerdy each of us are i play a lot of nintendo games that's for one i mean tons of nintendo games um and a lot of minecraft i mean i play a lot of magic with nick magic the gathering it's a card game actually i'm more interested in what you do ezra for your nerd life because you seem to have more of an interesting nerd life than all of us combined so go ahead and share your details i'd say i'm a bit of a different breed of nerd from the two of you <laughs> um i'm something of a weeaboo uh i also follow most games i would say to some extent um yeah, that's a me. It's great. Nick, how very nerdy are you? Well, I definitely am a casual gamer unlike these two. I don't really like venture outside of the normal 
video games. Uh, but when it comes to tabletop and more specifically TCG, I'm an expert in pretty much anything that's paper or plastic. Wow. We're each our own little branch. Yeah. So, I mean, I figured all of our brains combined, we cover every topic, in my opinion. What about you, Ezra? You we don't have a LARPer. We need a LARPer now. Yeah. Come on. Oh, I got that one. No, I got that one taken care of. That's me, too. Oh, okay. Oh, you're a yeah. LARPer? What? What else are you? Oh, yeah. LARPer, D&D, &D, uh, Milsim with, like, Airsoft and stuff. Hell, yeah. Dang. Movies, too. I mean, I've got movies under my belt, too. All right. So that's us. I mean, there really isn't much to know. I mean, nerds are nerds. What, what can you say? But we're not here to talk about us. We're here to talk about our topics that we pick. And I, the, the way that this podcast is going to go is each one of us will start the podcast every week. I'm the starter today because I came up, you know, with half of the podcast idea. Then, you know, Ezra will start tomorrow and or next week and Nick will start the week after. And we'll just come up with a topic, but the topic isn't necessarily like all of the conversation. It's the starter of the conversation. And the conversation will go on a huge tangent. I'm not going to promise you that it's going to be sticking to one tangent. I think it's going to go on a huge tangent. We might not even talk about the topic anymore. But today's beginner topic are strongest characters in all of media. And by media, video games, movies, comic books, card games, you name it, there's got to be a character there. And I would, I, I'm thinking Ezra would be the perfect one to start off this conversation because like he said in his introduction, he focuses on almost everything, so he knows more than a lot. So Ezra, take it away. So, uh, I've actually put probably a bit of an unhealthy amount of thought into, like, the stronger characters. Um, I have a doc that I've worked on for about a month of just ranking as many characters I can think of. If you want to put it in the Discord chat so all of us can see it, you can. That would be a great <laughs> idea. It'd be great so we can follow along and, like, pick and choose. Nick, you know how to run Discord, right? I'm just kidding. Uh, what is Discord? Just playing. Um, it's an app that people use <laughs> to talk to each other about, I think. Oh, it's like Facebook. Yeah, it's exactly Facebook. Really... Except for it wasn't make, made by Mark Zuckerberg. It was made by his twin brother, Park. Oh, really? Zuckerberg. Park. Park Zucker nerd. <laughs> no uh, offense to Mark. I mean, he's a great guy. He created Facebook. So. He's a cool lizard. Cool lizard, I suppose. We're all a little bit of lizards. Are you posting your thing yet, Ezra? Or are you just like... I see it. I'm gonna cry. I already sent it. Oh. Oh, right here. Alright, so go ahead. Share it to the audience, because they can't see it. It's a podcast. Um, what are they supposed what do you to want, be seeing? What exactly do you want me to do here? Give you, my, like, the entire list? Well, we could start it off character by character, and then, you know, I guess talk why you chose this character. Um, Is Sephiroth at the top? No. 
Sephiroth is at the top of the original Smash Cannon tier list that this once was. Oh, this is every character. I see. In fact, I am going to delete this image because it is no longer relevant. So the top character is Ben 10. Yes. Honestly, I'm honestly, I, I can agree with you on that. So we got, oh, hold on, we got Ben 10, we got Romero Tempus, we got Cars, Pennywise, Sequoia is away. Yeah, I, I'm going to agree with Ben 10 being at the top, only because of one reason. He's got Alien X, and from what he's capable of doing with Alien X that is canon to, like, the story, he can do pretty much anything. I mean... Didn't he, like, destroy the universe and then recreate one with, like, just his hands? Now would be a good time probably to mention, by the way. Uh, spoiler warning for anything we ever talk about ever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spoiler for everything. If you haven't seen it, get off this podcast. If, if you haven't views. seen a thing and you want to see a thing... Um, spoiler warning for all things ever. But if you're down for spoilers, I mean, continue listening. It's a podcast. Make yourself comfortable. But yeah, Ben Tennyson, as Alien X, can turn, can do anything that's comprehensible to the human mind. So he, he can erase, I'd say, probably multiverses with a thought. Yeah. I mean, that's not easy to come across. Um, so, do you know Rimuru, Jake? I don't. I can look him up. We, we all got Rimuru is the protagonist of that time I got reincarnated as a slot. Okay, so anime. Oh! Yeah. Oh, her! It, it's, it's a guy. That's a guy. Are you- Um, he looks like that because he absorbed a woman. Oh, so half girl, half guy. Not really. Oh. A slime. He, he is he is a genderless slime with a male soul. Oh, I like how Nick could figure that out, but I didn't. <laughs> I guess it's okay for me I didn't to even mention. See the character. I guess it's okay for me to mention that I'm not like the best at comprehending characters. I guess. Is that how you would say that? Yeah. What about that? But, uh, yeah. Spoil- Obviously. Spoilers for everything. <laughs> always, at all times. Uh, spoilers for, uh, that time I got reincarnated as a slime. But later on in, I believe, the web novels, uh, Rimuru is able to eat entire universes for breakfast, basically. I can do that. I'll send it to the Discord Oh yes, chat. let's see it. What is it? Consume entire planets? Universes. Oh. Well, let's put Galactus underneath her, because Galactus- him. Because Galactus can eat all planets. Well, what I mean by that is, like, in one go, Rimuru can eat a universe. Oh, versus just chomping it down like it's yesterday's apple. Yeah. Mm, fair enough. Fair yes. enough. <laughs> yes, yes. Realistically speaking, I'd say Galactus goes quite a bit further because his his planet eating seems weird. Like 
yeah, he can eat a planet, but if things on that planet fight back, he seems to tend to have a hard time with that. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I wonder why that is. Um, Cars from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. From the Disney Pixar movie Cars. That's correct. Um, Cars <laughs> the character <laughs> from the Disney movie Cars? <laughs> this specifically is Cars from a spin-off light novel titled... Uh, I believe it would still be titled George Joestar. It might be Jorge, who knows. Um, but basically in that I Cars... Mean, who knows? <laughs> cars gains the ability, is able to gain the ability of any stand ability he sees. Uh, and then he can crank that up to 11. So he has, I believe, the ability to stop time, which is always a big plus. That's, like, hard to do. Yeah. It's... Uh, I could do it. I could do it fine. Yeah. I did it yesterday. I accidentally, um... um <laughs> before breakfast? I ate someone else's breakfast <laughs> first time to replace it. <laughs> Pennywise, I don't have a very full understanding of, but I put him up there because my understanding is that... He transforms he into whatever you think, right? Well, that's not all. Uh, he has... I believe he has powers, like, far beyond just his fear stuff. Because he is the, like, opposite, like, the anti-version of... Basically, the gar one of the guardians that holds up a pillar of the multiverse. Fair enough. Um. Saki Izioi oh, from yeah. Toho. Just looking at your list real quick. Hold on, I'm gonna interrupt you here. I'm looking at your right. your list. And we've noticed, I've noticed, alright, then we go 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, like 20 down, you have Donkey Kong. Ooh. <laughs> that's significantly more than 20, but... Oh, is it? Yeah, that's, that's like 50 down. What? It's on page 2! It's at the top of page 2! One, two, uh -huh. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I didn't know we had to have a full condensed. It might be like forty something. For this. But um that Okay, mostly... I guess yeah, I'm I'm already getting to the forties. And no, Nick, you didn't need um a full paragraph <laughs> essay. This is Keep in mind, this is something Ezra's been working on for on my own time. Yeah, way before we even decided oh, yeah. to do this podcast. Um, I didn't bring anything to the table. I mean, I did, but not written down. I have it in my mind of who I think two characters of the strongest type are, um, which seem to be no. What do we mean by strong? I mean. The first couple on his list seem to be world eaters, which is, you know, their kill count, maybe, or their I mean, pure protection, like, but... Yeah, like, I mean, like, powerful, are we talking like, undefeatable, 
Okay. Yeah. We could throw in Magic the that- Gathering characters like Emrakul, which is an entity that can and can't be touched. Emrakul, I mean... Yeah, Emrakul... Uh, the thing with Emrakul is that they devour worlds. They devour the pure life essence of, of planes, which is your essential planes. you know, universes or worlds of, of the magic universe. Um, and me personally, like, you know, I don't know much, uh, but like with anime and stuff like that, especially, I, uh, don't have very many, so I, I can go as far as, um, you know, understanding, uh, understanding where you put Pennywise and stuff like that. Um, I think Pennywise is definitely a very, um, interesting character to kind of read up on because there's so many different things than just the surface that he's brought on. Now, what about Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet? Would you think? I haven't gotten around to many uh, Marvel characters on this specifically. Fair enough. I honestly would put Thanos in the top, maybe not top five, maybe not top ten, but definitely like the top of the list. Just because the Infinity, I mean, with a snap of a finger, he can erase half of the the universe half of the life in the universe which is almost everything if we're being well, real here could he do anything in the universe he and could he just chose half? i think life i think the he reason just chose half. yeah i think I feel the- like if he had done that that would have just killed him on the spot well i mean yeah true the yeah yeah what it's all mind-based so it's whatever you're thinking because, like, let's let's think about Iron Man, for example, with the Infinity Gauntlet. When he snapped, his mindset was kill Thanos and his army. And it, it worked. It killed specifically Thanos and his army. But, like, if you... If I had the Infinity Gauntlet on my hand with the complete stones, and I thought to myself, destroy everything, but somehow keep me alive from the aftermath of it, it would probably happen. I don't know, I think the sheer power that would flow through you in that event would kill you, because... Are we talking about the stones killing you? Because I got something to say about that, too. Um, yeah, I guess it would be the power of the stones. Because in, I think, that, that's my, okay, (laughs) we're going off tent, but that's okay. Um, my thing about the infinity stones specifically they kind of made them more deadlier in the movies than they are in comics i mean thanos in the comics snapped his finger and he was fine he didn't burn and crisp his arm like he did in the movie um and it goes with anyone wearing anyone in the comic could wear the infinity gauntlet i mean there's proof of everybody wearing it there's like black panther wearing it there's i think there's an episode where spider or a issue where spider-man wears it a lot of people wear the gauntlet in the comic and it's not like you needed um extreme power or like a good amount of toughness to support it like they did in the movie because hulk Oh, his gamma ray matched the energy level. That's why he was able to wear it. 
that's just because that's the movie's version of the stones. So, I guess if you had the movie's version of the stones, it would definitely kill you. But let's talk about, like, the comic version of the stones. If you had the comic version of the stones, you would probably be okay. You would do whatever you wanted. I mean, when Thanos got the completed gauntlet, he did, what he did a lot of stuff to impress this girl that he was trying to get named Death. <laughs> you also got to think about it like this too like it, it could also be a conduit it's not necessarily just um the the power of the stones uh, or the the gauntlet itself because the the way that they described it is that it's um kind of like uh mewtwo for example when team rocket builds a suit for him to kind of focus his energy that's, that's what, what it does the is the, gauntlet does to the yeah, stones yeah the star forge or whatever had made the gauntlet as like a conduit to project whatever the object is out towards stuff and so the infinity stones projecting wise and that's why he needs to snap or whatever is because it's trying to project it out in a particular way instead of just going all about the place so like just the raw soul stone for example or the raw time stone um might good. have yeah. unpredictable effects Whereas the gauntlet lets it have a particular, you know, you think about it and it happens. That's fair enough. Ezra, give me your opinion. I would put, if we're talking how you're describing, the, I'm not much of a comic buff, generally speaking. Which like, is fair. I, um, but based on how you're describing it, in that case, I would probably put gauntlet thanos probably within the top 10 or so i mean there was that battle with him and dr strange and dr strange turned a black hole into a bunch of butterflies let's not forget about that <laughs> <laughs> also i just found this picture of hulk wearing two gauntlets in the comic <laughs> he's got two infinity gauntlets on both of his hands <laughs> It's like you guys. I mean, Thor had so two hammers, <laughs> but two infinity gauntlets versus two hammers. Well, I mean, yeah, they're they're made from the same place. I guess you can make two in gauntlets, but I guess two stones would be a different thing. Two yeah, how does stone. he have two sets of stones? That's what I want to know. I think yeah. the gauntlets are three stones each, and there's only six infinity stones. Oh, yeah, 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 I think you might be right. Yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. Because apparently he can't fit all six stones in one hand, so he's gotta have two gauntlets to evenly distribute the stones. Alright, imagine this, though, because Ben Tennyson's at the top of your list, and I agree. I don't know about Nick and what your knowledge on Ben 10 is, but imagine Ben... Let's, let's just say limited. Fair enough, okay. Imagine, like, a battle between Ben Tennyson and Thanos with all six stones. Uh, it would be an instant loss for Thanos. I mean, assuming he didn't have full access to Alien X, do you still think it would be a full loss? I think it would be a full loss, not an instant one, if he doesn't have Alien X. Yeah, if he had Alien X, it's instant. I mean, he could just evaporate the gauntlet before he could even snap. He could freeze time and then evaporate the gauntlet before Thanos could even snap. Um, without it, 
there's a lot of possibilities that yeah. would be really cool to see in action. Like, I even came up with this idea, like, he turns into Lone Star, and Lone Star is Magnet. He, he, he's, he's one giant magnet. And imagine if, like, he pulled the gauntlet off of Thanos' hand, but Thanos, you know, would keep holding on to it because he wouldn't let that go so easily. But imagine if his magnetism was so powerful that he just started pulling the stones off the gauntlet one by one, and then, like, it would stick to his body, and then he would be Lodestar with stones. Are the, st are the stones magnet magnetic? That's, a, that's an iffy question. It is an iffy question, <laughs> but, like, Lodestar is known to attract things that are questionable if they're magnetic or not. If they're magnetic, okay. Can you give an example? I mean, didn't he suck in a tree once? Like, Did he suck in a tree once? <laughs> Was it an ironwood? Like, what do you... What, no, do, you, what do you call that? What, what is that term? That like, if... Did you did he pull in a tree once? Yeah. I mean there is also Gravitac. Ooh, Gravitac, yeah. Maybe that's what I'm trying I'm combining both of their powers. I'm reading about I'm I don't know if I think one of the stones um has a gravity kind of style to it. There's, yeah. The, oh, the reality stone. Yeah. The reality stone has, like, a gravity style to it, I suppose. I so. mean, in the movies, it was slow. It could go her. both ways. I feel like, I feel like their powers are very similar to each other. Just Thanos has, like, a, uh, Thanos has, like, a, he can use any of them on call, whereas my, maybe the Omnitrix kind of takes a while to load between characters, I suppose. I don't if know. I don't give... know much about Ben Ben. If we give Ben the master control, he could do ben... any alien at any time and have unlimited time to be the alien. Me... Yeah, I've, I haven't seen much past, like, maybe seasons. I don't even know how many seasons there are of it, but there are four, early in this. There are four of the main series, three in Ultimate or Alien Force, two in Ultimate Alien. And then there's like 12 in Omniverse. There's a ridiculous amount in Omniverse. Maybe not 12 far. seasons? Maybe not 12, but there's definitely a ridiculous amount in Omniverse. Like, they went all out with that. Ben 20 Omniverse, yes. That's exactly what I searched. Ben 23 with his amazing names, such as. Please don't remind I me. I can't remember any of the names. There are eight. So, very close to 12. Like, not that off from 12. There are eight seasons in Omniverse. Kicking hot. Um, 
But yeah, um, going back to what you asked earlier about Donkey Kong's placement, that is mostly based off of a literally impossible feat he did in, I believe, Donkey Kong to Country Return. Uh, no. I think Tropical Freeze, where he stands on a boat and lifts it at the same time. I've done that before. <laughs> like, he stands on the deck of a ship and grabs a handle and, and lifts the, the boat, boat out. You know, I've picks done that the boat up <laughs> while he's standing on it. Wait. That's not how physics actually works. <laughs> That's what I'm about. saying. I mean, if it you're would... that strong, <laughs> it it requires. That's like all of my characters in Fallout 4. <laughs> <laughs> Just pick up a backpack and start floating in the air. <laughs> okay. What about Dwayne Johnson? I mean, he's done some pretty power. Like, I haven't added Dwayne Johnson to my why not power uh, ranking tier <laughs> list quite yet. Especially since he, has he ever played a character that's powerful? I mean, he's, like Thanos, because Josh Brolin plays Thanos. He's played The Rock in WWE. That's a character. Okay, <laughs> but is that able to you know stand toes with Thanos? <laughs> I mean, he could pick up Thanos and pin I him don't down. Think Dwayne The Rock Johnson could pick up Thanos. <laughs> you don't know that. Hold up. How Do we have a measure of how much weight Thanos weigh? <laughs> oh he's, yeah, a whole ton. He's about 985 pounds, which oh, is <laughs> 446 kilograms to you, um metric system people to you there. incorrect people just kidding just kidding. oh whoa <laughs> he's six foot seven he's not that tall thanos is not that tall but he is big that's the problem I know, he's you underestimate how pounds. six foot seven is he's 985 pounds how much can Dwayne? is a big boy johnson deadlift okay that's pretty close to what I'm asking. Do you know what a deadlift is? <laughs> it's when you just pick it up with no thought. <laughs> no thought. <laughs> Only... <laughs> I guess that makes sense. <laughs> it does. Okay, he can deadlift 400. So, in complete rage... Because it, it is proven... You can only deadlift 400? 405 pounds. No, this is not right. Wait? This... No. I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, because a lot of, like, the whole WWE thing is, like, appearance over power. I'm going to test my luck and DM him on Instagram. I've been getting pretty good luck. <laughs> much I just remembered the, I think, TikTok, or... Yeah, I think it is a TikTok, where someone is, like, doing leg curls at the gym, and Dwayne Johnson walks up to them and asks if they need a spot, and asks how much weight they're doing, and they say, 300, and he's like, nice, nice! And then, and they're actually literally doing, like, 15 pounds. 
<laughs> yeah, I used to deadlift in high school uh, 385. So I don't know how like how that directly correlates. I mean, like you said, it might be just show, but I, I would have felt like his would have been like 800 easy. Okay, now I'm just getting. Stuff I mean, about... deadlift. Deadlift. Deadlift is basically from your ankles to your to your crotch, just lifting yeah. a bar with Eas weight on it. Easily pushes 600 to 700 pounds on prime workout day sessions. Yeah, so that sounds more like it. There's only one hero that Thanos never meets in Infinity War, and it shows, like, his stupid smile meme that... <laughs> that was like... Oh, wait, you just... You, you, you looked up deadlift, but the thing you read is 450 for bench press. Yeah, I read that. Oh yeah, bench press would be like on his back, pressing yeah. up. Yeah. That's a lot. Six to seven hundred would be his deadlift then about. Yeah. Yeah, you could probably deadlift Thanos. Oh yeah. I mean, Especially like adrenaline rushing and like That's what I was saying. I mean having like, all that rage. The that's the upset. issue. He could he could lift Thanos about maybe a foot and a half off the ground, realistically speaking. Enough to grab him by the legs and flip him before he can snap. And then he puts his foot on Thanos' head and, like, uses all of his force to push down while pulling the gauntlet off of his arm. And then then he puts his the gauntlet on his hand, and then he snaps, and Thanos is now dust. I don't think that's quite <laughs> how that would work. It would work. It would work. Um, Do we even have a chat? We don't have a chat. We're also twitching, right? By the way, streaming on Twitch. Uh, twitching on stream. Twitching on stream. I'm gonna go share this with people. Um, another character I have high is a character that people generally would expect to be higher than he might be uh superman i'm down for that um superman is i th think hold on is superman like powered by the sun superman barely hits the top 15 who can stop complicated jock with the awful animation oh no this constipated jock with the awful animation and the complicated plot um one character i put above him is akuma from street fighter mostly because if i remember correctly akuma's fight against asura from asura's wrath in asura's wrath is canon um and Asura basically killed the like main god of his world. Um, another thing is Akuma's uh, biggest attack, which is literally an insta kill, just requires one touch and is magic based because it is a kind of chi, 
and super one of Superman's like longest running weaknesses has always been magic, and I don't believe that has ever been taken away. I like that. Uh, uh, same with Sephiroth. Sephiroth is also above Superman for that reason. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, Anos Voldegode from Misfit of Demon King Academy. Another one. Um, Goku, I do believe would realistically beat normal Superman. Because all of Goku's powers are what I would call a kind of magic. Okay. So you're basically saying, like, Superman's magical weakness kind of gets undermined by anybody who uses magical base powers. Not but anybody. They have to be very high punch. level, I would say. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, um, you know, if I, if I had, like, a, a you know, for me to go fight, face up against Superman, square up against him, I would have to have Kryptonite. But even just his natural physical form with Kryptonite weakened probably could still kick my butt. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, another character is... Why is Sonic King surprisingly of... that far down? Um, I'm not using Archie Sonic, I don't believe. Are you just doing regular it... Sonic? I believe that I did use regular Sonic. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, Here's what I want to talk about. Sorry, I know you, you, you saved your thought for later. Here's what I want to talk about. At number 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24. Number 24. Steve from Minecraft in creative mode. Yes. Why not any higher? Um, because basically any character above him uh, is capable of just straight up erasing a person, or at least they would be able to beat the people above him. Okay, so I mean, even though Steve in creative mode is completely invincible and can't die from- That is not true. He can die from um, the void if you fall down past bedrock mm -hmm. so that's the one thing that can kill him but what else could kill him if a void from bedrock could kill him but yet a creeper blows up and he doesn't take damage zombie punches him he doesn't take damage but in like i centered it almost exclusively around his weakness to void okay what, uh, i interpreted that as any character who can just erase people or can okay. create actual voids that's fair and that's how steve can die like from rosalina for example being right above him she is capable of creating galaxies black holes anything she wants essentially I forget as far rosalina as rosalina can actually do that alutena can also make black holes so can thanos Mm -hmm. And Doctor Strange. Mm -hmm. And I do like how you have you, you get Kirby above Darth Vader. So I just want to talk about like a matchup where Kirby fights Darth Vader. First of all, inhales him 
and then gains Sith Lord powers. Imagine a <laughs> Sith Lord Kirby. <laughs> Surely it didn't, like, in my head, it didn't come down to an inhalation at all. It just came out down to basically Kirby yes. speed blitzing Darth Vader because Kirby is ridiculously fast with Warp Star. Um, and basically it came down to that and then him just like literally punching Darth Vader probably right in half. I just found this image of a Kirby Sith Lord. And I thought I would share it with you guys onto the Discord. A Kirby Sith Lord or a pervy Sith Lord? Kirby, the little pink guy from the Nintendo games, Kirby. I'd be down for a pervy Sith Lord. <laughs> Don't make me search it up. <laughs> Don't make me search it. Kirby Sith Lord. Um, so, harken for, for Star Wars, I mean... The force is pretty, I mean, that pretty equivalent to chi, I'd suppose, um, it, which is a magical power, and it, it's based on you know the type of cell basically, it, you know, flows through every living thing <laughs> that can also influence non-living cells. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to force push, you know, droids over like Qui Gon did. I just, uh, um, I'd put a lot of Star Wars characters under a very powerful note as well. Um, Darth Vader they... is one of the only Star Wars characters I have on there, other than the three Mandalorians, which I actually have pretty low. Um, well, so the thing with, with Darth Vader, Darth Vader is actually not one of the more powerful Sith Lords. Um, Emperor Sidious is, Darth Sidious is one of the, yeah... Darth's, um, because Darth Vader has a cap on him because of the fact that he got burned and because he got destroyed. If he didn't get hurt, he probably would have grown exponentially larger than Darth Sidious. But Darth Sidious has the most powerful um, force capabilities, even more powerful than Yoda. And Yoda's pretty up there, too. They have... Um, so, when it comes to... I play a Star Wars D&D. Star Wars D&D... Um, you base it off of, you know, you base your force energy off of the amount of skill that you have. And so your character based, your characters can kind of infinitely grow to however they want to grow. Um, but sometimes we, you put in the cap for it. And so like the cap, for example, like Luke Skywalker um, is, I think Luke is really close to Sidious, if not just below. Um... At like 14d, I think is what his 14d6. Um, at the strongest, Luke being the strongest during like the Mandalorian. Um, whereas Sidious is only just above that at like 17d. Um, Darth Vader's only like 13d. Uh, uh, Yoda, I think, is 12d. And then, like, say for example, Mace Windu. Mace Windu's a pretty powerful force user. Um, he's only at like 11 or 10 just for power level. Um, yeah, but... most... sorry. No, uh, it's all good. I... So like, I was just going to say with Sidious in like the new movies, for example, the, the sequels, 
um, being able to like actually harness lightning from the sky and shoot down ships. The non-canon um, Disney is... Wattpad remakes. Those, those big <laughs> thing fan fiction. Is... <laughs> well, no, but seriously though, like he is that powerful. I wouldn't necessarily say that all character development is canon, but he definitely is very, very strong and able to do some very, very impressive things. Including necromancy, bringing himself back from the dead. We got our first official chat in the Twitch. Ladies and gentlemen, shout out to Ayo May Mayo. Ayo Mayo said yo! Hey. Sorry for that interruption, Hello. but yo. Me. <laughs> it's all good. Oh, it's Angie from work. Everybody say huh. hi to Angie from work. Hello, Angie from work. Welcome to our podcast where we're talking nerdy things. Right, oh, so what were geez. we talking about? What were we getting into? Oh, we just got off on a Star Wars tangent. It, it mostly uh, is just it. that I hadn't gotten around to anyone besides Vader and the Mandos. That's fair, that's fair. I'm going to share... I mean, I guess people watching on Twitch can see, like, the visual side of things. So I'm going to actually, like, share what's happening so they're not behind. So, I mean... I posted a lot of funny images to the di this is not the funny image. I posted a lot of funny images to the Discord as you can see here. And then here is the list that Sir Ezra has made in our nerdness. All right, back to the conversation. Yeah, don't look too close at that list cuz it does have my my full name and other people's full names. Wait, no, no, it doesn't because my name isn't highlighted over anything. No, I know yours isn't. Oh. I, I said mine and other people. Oh. Oh. Um. Oh. Bayonetta is another character I put very high. Um, because she canonically beats Rodin from her game which is stated to be only slightly weaker than the right eye of Jubileus, which is capable of creating and destroying universes, if I remember correctly. I mean, that's pretty powerful. I can destroy a universe with just, you know, the tap of my toes. Whoa, really? Mm-hmm. All right, what's Omni-Man? We're going to talk about that, because, like... Omni-Man uh, is the... Antagonist. Oh, from this show, the show that I want, need to start watching, but haven't watched. The Impossibles Alrighty. or the in, in the Incredibles, the my Incredibles. favorite, uh, my favorite superhero Amazon show by the creator of The Walking Dead. What? What? You mean the Disney Pixar The Incredibles? Yes, I was making a joke. Oh. No joking around here. The, Im the impossible whopper. Get back into my factory of joy. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, he's all over TikTok. I mean, yeah, I guess. I just don't watch TikTok that much. Dude, we're gonna buy an Omni-Man action figure. 
Like all of us. And just bring it around. I would <laughs> I would like an Omni Man action figure. I'm down. Buy one for me. Um do I look that powerful? I have a Sam Fisher okay. action figure. I noticed that you have Godzilla right on top of Mewtwo. I would honestly love to see that battle. That, that, would be that nice is battle. why I put them too close together because I feel like that would actually be pretty close. Yeah? It mo It mostly just comes down to like Godzilla's like ridiculous defense, first of all. And the fact that he could essentially one-shot Mewtwo. Well, yeah, I mean, his powers, Godzilla's powers are all based off of radiation, and does, isn't radiation and, like, gamma rays able to block out most telecommunication? I mean, any kind of Something psychic I ability? even thought of. Yeah, because it's like, you know, he sends out an EMP that, like, wipes out electronics and stuff like that, and that, like, I would assume that that amount of radiation can block out even any kind of communication, any kind of psychic connection, any kind of um, even brain cells, realistically. Thick Omni-Man. Thick Omni-Man. <laughs> That's one of our comments in the chat. Dovakin is from very high, I know. But, uh, in canon, uh, Dovahkiin is a lot stronger than you might think. I figured. I mean, he can- I mean, dragons- his... Dragons are always known for being very powerful, very, um, like, mind mages, and- and very smart, very intelligent beings. <laughs> He's um, well, if I remember correctly, in lore, uh, the Dovahkiin is essentially a demigod. Um, and he's around... Between the first of dragons and the first of humans? Maybe? I don't know. I, I haven't got I think that's <laughs> what it is. Okay. Um... I just Google searched Thick Omni-Man. <laughs> but, um... Was not disappointed. Dovahkiin, um... He's probably I'm going to like, send it into the chat of Thick Omni Man. In power, I'd say he's probably like in like the middle to high end of like where the Daedric princes stand. Well, yeah, I mean Daedric princes and stuff like that are all very like powerful beings, and being able to essentially, I mean, he can summon them, can't he? I mean, he can bring Actually, them. Actually, wait. I, I did they're just easily pay... done through a ritual. Hold on. I'm thinking of a specific. Are we still talking about Dova King? Yeah. Okay. I was distracted by Omni Man. Thick Omni Man, <laughs> to be exact. More precise. We know you get distracted. It's okay. Hey, I really I, don't mind repeating. I enjoy a thick... <laughs> I thick boy. <laughs> enjoy a thick boy every once in a while. <laughs> Let's promise never to say that ever again. Okay, Jake? <laughs> I'm down to not say that ever again. Um, 
Yeah, no, I, uh, from, as far as I know for Skyrim and stuff like that, uh, the, the way that they describe it is that the first of dragons and the first of, of man had joined together in, um, basically bloodline, uh, through the, through an Elder Scrolls ritual or whatever, and created the combination of the two, a dragon and a human, um, and that makes them extremely powerful being able to talk to dragons and being able to talk to humans uh being able to basically learn any magical power with relative ease i mean they just look at a scroll on the wall and can learn the 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 speech required for using a magical power i mean that's very very powerful i would assume um and then uh, a lot of like there is some powers that you can learn in the game that are copying of other people's powers too being able to like transmute yourself into different forms being able to uh turn your body completely into stone or iron or or daedric you know material demon materials and then not only that but also being able to make contracts with demons such as the daedric princes um another thing if i remember correctly the um the like unrelenting force shout itself if i remember correctly uh in lore is probably about i'd say a thousand or so times stronger no more than that the unrelenting force shout if i remember correctly is like continental in lore like it yeah, is i'm not a... too sure with specific powers I, if i remember correctly a previous like dragonborn uh shouted one of the continents like apart Yeah, from what the, like, just in-game, so not, like, doing much research backwards, because, like I said, I'm a casual. Um, just from the in-game lore, when you're reading through, like, the thooms and all of the the shouts, um, when they say that the, the most powerful shout that they use, or the, the hardest-to-learn shout, is only one that you can learn through an Elder Scroll, um, and it's the one that you... To, to break time to to create a rift in time and it allowed them to travel to the essentially afterlife um to be able to find um to be able to find the the elder dragon that they're trying to kill which is uh i forget the name of the guy um but that one is i i seen that that one's one of the hardest ones to learn and i mean that's literally able to control time you're able to look through like the elder scrolls you, you know once you read the elder scrolls they say that like most humans can't even comprehend looking into the elder scrolls and it makes their mind explode as soon as they look at it it's like the and the dove king can look yeah they can literally learn a a power to be able to read the elder scroll to be able to go back in time to essentially stop the the elder dragon from being born or from them not being defeated 
or be able to trap them in the time capsule. I forget exactly how. I think it's like they they trap the um they trap the dragon in the same timeline that they trapped him in before and held them there. Hmm. So that they couldn't basically like in an infinite time loop where it's like once you travel you can uh, you're stuck on that day you know like kind of like groundhog day style where it's like that dragon is now stuck there until time is wounded again or whatever alduin i've come to make a bargain alduin yeah dormammu i've come to bargain okay i'm looking at your list again i want are, are you are you saying that Steve in creative mode from Minecraft could beat Saitama? Yes. One punch would not kill Steve in creative mode because he's invincible. And then he could just put a dirt block barrier around Saitama and he could just suffer and die within the dirt block. I mean, block Saitama barrier. would be able to break out of that. Put it would basically come down to the fact that Steve just doesn't, because I don't think Steve could feasibly harm uh, Saitama with anything he has like on hand. A diamond sword. I don't think that would be enough. A diamond pickaxe. I I don't think any of Steve's tools would be a, able to harm Saitama. A, a I think it would sword. just come down to the fact that Steve does not age, and the battle would last until Saitama dies or gives up. <laughs> 90 year long battle, I've been punching you forever. <laughs> it's all up on patience. I think, like, I think video game characters also kind of have an unnatural uh, and this is a maybe a weird tangent but they have a unnatural ability to respawn or to be invincible because of invincibility mode and so i think like a lot of times video game characters have an advantage over characters that are um are in movies or tv shows or anime because they have like creative mode wasn't the original mode in Minecraft. It was added into the game where you can have creative aspects and are invincible and or invisible or those. I essentially think that those are all cheating, cheating. Oh um, yeah, I know. I, I basically so that might be another thing that's kind of a factor there is that a lot of video game characters have the ability to either respawn or are invincible in some kind of light, um, some kind of mode. Touching on the respawning in particular, um, I've ignored respawning entirely unless it is an in-lore mechanic. Yeah. Okay. Imagine if, if things had a respawn ability. That would um, totally change as, the course of your list. As for <laughs> Creative Steve, that was mostly just for fun. Um, <laughs> Which I like. It's good to add fun to but uh, a list. The only characters I think on this list that actually utilize their like respawning as a mechanic is Let me see here. 
I have... When I think, like, characters that can respawn, I always think of, like, regenerative characters like Deadpool and Wolverine um, being able to Ooh. regenerate a single cell. Ezra, because in a video game... Oh, continue, Nick. Yeah, Deadpool. Because in a, in a video game, you're essentially distilling them to code and then transporting them back into, you know, your save point or whatever. Um, and so it's similar. You're instead of, you know, disintegrating them into code, they can they're disintegrated into cells, which is essentially the code of humanity, and then regenerating back from that cell. Yeah. Um. As that for... could be another. I like I said I haven't really gotten around to any many Marvel characters or Star Wars characters because I'm I mostly dabble around like Japanese game characters any video game characters really um yeah and video game characters and anime characters is like my specialty I'd say for like what I'm talking um but the only character I have that is respawns, like, in lore on my list currently is Sekiro from uh, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Um, oh, a character that none of us know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> he, yeah, I'm not sure. He is from... A he he's from a FromSoft game, so Dark Souls, Bloodborne, okay. Sekiro. Yeah. Oh. Um. Oh. In, I believe all of the FromSoft games, respawning is a justified in lore mechanic. Fair enough. I mean, you're like putting half of your soul into a fireplace, and then that fireplace recreates your soul that you just put in there. I like that. Uh, that makes. Sekiro like, specifically. Uh, spoilers for Sekiro. It's true, it makes sense. Uh, Sekiro specifically has a centipede inside of his body, basically that, if I remember correctly, that causes him to be literally immortal unless that centipede is killed with like an immortal slaying blade. There's a message some sort of magic that is capable of actually killing immortals in his universe. That would be another interesting tangent to go off of as like what weapons could we possibly use to kill our most powerful characters? Like what do you think um, Thanos' weakness is or um, Ben 10 what possibly could kill an AK like what weapon do you think? Just press the trigger before he even has a chance to, like, dial the Omnitrix dial. <laughs> my, my girl would appreciate the, the, uh, anything is solved with a Glock. Oh <laughs> 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 well, yeah, Skyrim, Skyrim was a great game, but it would easily have ended in the first scene had, uh, had, uh, What's-His-Face had a shotgun. <laughs> you know, had an AK-47, the game would have been very, very short. What? <laughs> So, to interrupt you guys real quick, I will say that we're getting an hour into- we're now an hour and three minutes into this podcast. Do you think this is a good ending spot, or shall we continue the conversation? It's totally up to you guys. I'm always down I'm to down keep for either viewing. 
<laughs> I say we'll push it to like 120 and then we could call it good. Maybe. Sounds good to me. Maybe. Have you ever seen a two hour podcast, Ezra? Is that what you're telling me? Maybe I'll keep going forever. Well, I mean, I would just press the stop recording button and just let you go on. <laughs> we could definitely <laughs> have episode two be a continuation of this and then do your idea next. Or, I mean, do your idea. I don't know. You're the host for next week. And then Nick will be carrying on the tradition. Yeah, they're pretty popular podcasts that go to like three hours. You'd be surprised. I'm pretty sure there is, but I like to keep it at the hour limit. That's just me. That's my personal oh. preference. That's good enough for, you know, when you're working like a two hour shift or not working a two hour shift, but like when you're working an early morning shift and you have two hours before the store opens, you can get two podcasts in. You don't have to stop yourself halfway through one podcast because it's two and a half hours or five, four hours long. So, you know, you stop yourself, you know, you, you get two whole podcasts. This is capitalism, okay? We don't need to care about people's breaks, times, and... I care about <laughs> it! We don't need to care about the customer. Yeah, we, 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 we care about that. <laughs> <laughs> On that hey. note... I work for Taco Bell and the KGB, okay? That's what we do. I work for multiple targets. I just dropped my webcam. Pay no attention oh, to that. Oh, nice. Pay no attention to that loud sound. <laughs> Listeners, pay no attention. Pay no attention to the loud sound. That was sound. when I was walking in my room, about to kiss me goodnight. Who? Uh, who? Who? Did you say Thanos? Let's, uh... Let's take a moment uh, for our for our discussion on powerful characters here, um, and I kind of want to. Uh, I like I like this one because I I don't know I haven't seen the list completely, but where whereabouts did you put uh, Rick from Rick and Morty? Is Ooh, he on the list not at all? Done Rick. Where would you put like, him? I feel like Rick would be an interesting character. I mean, I don't know where I would put Rick. Just recently, it would take a lot of research on my part before I could place him. Because he, I mean, technically, technically, and I haven't really seen all. Yeah, I haven't really seen all of Rick and Morty yet. Um, so stuff you guys might say might be spoilers for me, but um, for one of the episodes that I watched, he had created a like a time loop for uh for morty because morty had asked if he could uh have a respawn point basically set a point and if any time uh, yes, he wanted to four. he could rewind the time and 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 he went he went on the like afterwards and he said well you have to think of the situation of and so every time you went backwards in time you were creating a alternate universe <laughs> in which you did the other object and so therefore you created like millions of copies of yourself all doing different things all ending in a different timeline now you've got a million of yourself to worry about or a mix to worry about remember when a bunch of ricks decided to make a government system up in space oh yeah i mean if we're talking I about know. I don't think I've seen that one, Dude, but I've seen like the like the Rick heads and stuff. Well, that's that's 
that's basically throughout the show. It's the Citadel of Ricks. It's just a bunch of Ricks. They got together, made a government in space, and made an entire society off of just Ricks and Mortys living their lives in this society <laughs> while Ricks are in charge. Did you, did you guys ever play that uh, that Pokemon game, uh, Pocket Mortys? Yes. I used I to have that when it first came out. You what, Ezra? Oh my goodness. Very briefly, I did. What an interesting game. Yeah. You're like collecting Mortys for Pokemon. I had like I had like Nazi Mortys or whatever. I forget exactly <laughs> what they were, but they were so strong and like it was like super meta at the time. I don't know I don't know nothing about the game anymore. But I had a bunch of Nazi uh, Mortys and and kick butt with them all the time. So I had a fun. I just watched half of season five already because I I bought it on Amazon not too long last night, and I will say yeah. that. There are some more incredible things that he's done. I mean, let's let's take a second about how powerful Rick is. Let's take a second to think about the fact that he turned himself into a pickle. <laughs> and I, I'm not I'm not doing this for the meme. I'm doing this for like how how amazing that episode went. Like, he turned himself into a pickle, and he made it very clear that he's just a pickle. I mean, he can't fly, he can't shoot lasers, he just- he's just a pickle with- I mean, I would assume his brain, his mouth, his nose and eyes. So, like, he has his head features infused into a pickle. Can't really move unless something's moving him, yet somehow he managed to create a suit of rat guts and made weapons using pieces in the sewer to survive. That's very um, true. So, I'm one thing that might help, like, understand my process when, like, creating this list in the first place um, my philosophy was basically that two given characters would face each other with zero prep time, one-on-one, -on -one in essentially, like, a featureless stadium. Okay. So, a so completely neutral environment, players. and, like, they're just head-to-head, -head. where would they stand relative to all of the rest of the characters on the list. That is the philosophy behind where I ranked each character. I feel like every time a new challenger approached Rick, he could just build something to one-up that challenger. Maybe That's, not so yeah, much- he's very honestly adaptive. Maybe not so much when we get to, like, the gods and the, the, the everything devours, but I don't know. I feel like he could just build something that would just counter their... Um, he I'd countered... say he starts losing when he cannot outspeed them. Like, when they can outspeed his, like, thought processes. Fair enough. I mean, he countered a curse by making an anti-curse weapon. Like, how, <laughs> how do you do that? 
um, having no prep time is probably one of the biggest things that is a detriment to him. Like, Batman, you might notice, is... Actually, I didn't put Batman where he is. Well, uh, Batman really isn't of mine did. anything. I mean, Batman's cool in, like, media sense and whatnot, but if you think about it, he relies more on his weapons. Without his weapons, what really is he? Just the bit... The rich billionaire. Well, yeah. <laughs> billionaire <but> philanthropist. <laughs> Batman with prep time <laughs> is... One of the strongest characters in fiction, somewhere within yeah, the top. Because he can prepare for anything. But if you just put Batman in a situation like a Smash Brothers arena, what is he gonna do? Pull out his back bat whack rap repellents. Bat whack. <laughs> bat 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 rap whack repellent. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta you gotta like specifically put <laughs> whack rap under parentheses. Bat whack rap repellent. <laughs> Bat rap frick. Yeah, we're gonna forget about that. <laughs> <laughs> My brain does not compute with your. It's okay. <laughs> Insubordination. But I feel like Rick that's is one of... pretty fast though. Let's be honest. I mean, he he's done some he's... impressive things. Oh. He's pretty quick on his feet, but the problems come when, like, his default self no preparation time. doesn't- Yeah, not having any preparation time, and, like, his default, like, weapon set not being think, able to take care of someone. Do you think he prepared himself when he went face-off with the President of the United States? Yes? I don't think so. Well, I think, from what I've understood with Rick, is pretty much everything is, like, pre-thought out. Yeah. So, like, I'm gonna use, for example, when they fall into the acid, and, like, the, he has the stuff underneath it. Like, they were just going to a random meeting, and there was maybe, like, three seconds of on not on-site time that he had, like, not been seen by the camera, I guess. And so he had to be really prepared for that situation, and he had to have, like, a scary tangent where it's like oh and he even says in there he's like yeah i didn't know exactly which vat of acid it was that was fake acid uh and i didn't know which door it was that had bones so we have like a 50 percent chance of landing in the ants in the acid or whatever but like he's very good it just seems that he's very good at like pre-preparation of situations and having like backup plans because that's really what he's got to do like for example a portal gun he's got to know what dimension to go where to go what's calibrated and so he has to have that pre-prepped and like you said if you gave him no preparation time then he wouldn't have um he wouldn't have the portal man you know he wouldn't have a backup plan in case things go wrong he faces off against thanos and he pauses time he's not able to like <laughs> you know to think on his feet at that point or you know thanos just snaps and goes oh look whereas rick didn't have any preparation time for that he didn't have any like oh yeah i know that thanos has got the infinity gauntlet i have got the anti-infinity gauntlet every time he snaps i snap and it comes back <laughs> i feel well, like i already put rubber <laughs> rick between his probably fingers. starts like losing at the point where characters can either break through or ignore his force fields and where his blaster is no longer able to affect them Fair significantly or they can outspeed it 
Fair enough. Because I'd say those are his two main things that he would always have, even without prep time. And... Is this protection and, and offense? Yeah. So, like, I would say maybe somewhere around... With no prep time, I would say probably below, like, Nightmare from Soul Calibur. So, like, in the 20s, 30s? Uh, significantly below there. I'd say that's about the 50s. Alright. Well, on that note, I think this is a good ending time. Alrighty. Me? I think talking about Rick and where he belongs in the placement is good ending. I mean, we've reached our minute 15, almost minute 17. I think this went well. What do you guys think? I would say successful first podcast. Probably, I mean, I'll admit yeah. it, it was kind of awkward in the very beginning because, like, how do you introduce yourself to people? But I think it went pretty well once we got more comfortable and we kicked it on. Ex now let's make a million dollars. Expect more awkward introductions until we get All used <laughs> to awkward introductions no i will continue the awkward introductions out of spite i'm down spite awkward introductions well thanks everybody for listening expect another podcast next week probably around the same time depending on how our schedules fit um but yeah that all right on top of awkward introductions awkward e exits uh, awkward, awkward endings. Bye bye. <laughs> bye. Worse than Game of Thrones. Bye. Ezra will be the host next week. Okay, now screw <laughs> off.